0: Talking with T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage its listeners with trending news, hot topics, current events, real issues, interesting interviews, new music, and much more. Now, here's T spilling the tea in five, four, three, two, one.
1: It's time once again to jump right into the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm excited to host our 263rd edition of Talking With T. This month marks our five-year anniversary and we're going to turn all the way up. I want to take a moment to thank all of you that continue to tune in and support the show Designed with you in mind. We have yet to repeat a show and remain committed to moving the show to the next level as we bring you new additions of what you shouldn't be missing. That being said, let's move right ahead. It's June 1st, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, stellar actor Morgan Freeman, late movie actress Marilyn Monroe, and late TV actor Andy Griffith. The month of June is celebrated as National Dairy Month, National Safety Month, National Men's Health Month, National DJ Month, National Soul Food Month, and Black Music Appreciation Month, which is an annual celebration of African American music in the United States instituted by President Jimmy Carter in recognition of the deep impact and influence black music has had. We will celebrate with facts, trivia, and top topics. To kick it off, B.B. King named every guitar he owned Lucille after an incident at one of his performances. Two men had a physical altercation over a woman named Lucille and during the scuffle they knocked over a barrel of kerosene that heated the venue and subsequently set the venue on fire. All persons inside were evacuated but B.B. King ran back into the burning building to rescue his $30 Gibson guitar. The guitar thus became known as Lucille, as a reminder to King never to run into burning buildings or fight over women. Today on the national calendar is National Say Something Nice Day. I hope you all try to do that, not just today, but every day. On this date in history, WGPR Detroit became the first television station owned by African-Americans in 1973. And Betty Shabazz, the widow of Malcolm X, was fatally burned in a fire in 1997. The theme this month, in light of recent events, is Justice in June. We're going to focus on the notion of justice and what that means for all people. Justice can be defined as a concept on ethics and law that means that people behave in a way that is fair, equal, and balanced for everyone. Justice is impartial and grounded in the idea of fairness. It means that people equitably get what they deserve. Let that sink in.
0: Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking with T, your urban talk show. Designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today 865-409-1170 for more details or visit talkingwitht.com.
1: Remember to make note, I'm always looking to share and highlight music from rising artists. I also looking forward to more submissions for T's top teens and hometown heroes. Help me celebrate people making good choices, doing good work and contributing to our community. Keep it where it's at after we hear this track is trending news and hot topics.
0: Show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on
1: WJBE ninety nine point seven FM at ten forty a.m. Just the best every day.
2: All right, listeners, it's that time of the show where we review trending news, and today I have with me none other than our know it all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator P.I. Pam. Let me start by saying happy five-year anniversary to you. Yes! Woo-hoo. <laughs> I really can't adequately express how grateful I am to have you on this journey of bringing Talking with Tea to the listeners. We're on our 263rd show, never missing a week of researching and verifying news that engages, empowers, educates, and of course, entertains. News more trending and troubling than COVID-19 are stories surrounding the loss of black lives. Let's do a quick recap of just the most recent. So although we sadly know there are many, many more, we have Brianna Taylor, killed when police forcibly entered her home at 1 a.m. looking for drugs, and this wasn't even the address of the suspect. Then there was Ahmaud robbery. He was chased and gunned down by two white men who claimed they were making a citizen's arrest. And now George Floyd, who died with a knee in his neck as he pleaded, saying he couldn't breathe, and then called for his mama. I tossed and turned over George Floyd, woke up just to see that black CNN reporter, Omar Jimenez. He was arrested live on air, although he had credentials, mic in hand. They cuffed him and took him to jail. That, that was a straw for me. Everything flashed in front of me, and I just couldn't stop crying. My, my face was stinging. And then that morning, my son called out to me saying, Mama, and his voice sounded like George Floyd. I was done. I was done. You know, um, people have protested all over the country, some peacefully and others not so much. Buildings burned, property vandalized, cars destroyed. Businesses that are already suffering from economic loss due to COVID-19 may now never recover. And people were looting and from what I could tell, to me now, this looks the same as stealing. I looked it up and looting was defined as stealing during a general disturbance such as a war riot or group violence. Both looting and stealing carry the same penalty by law. So to me, it's like fighting the war on drugs by becoming a drug addict or joining Mothers Against Drunk Driving and then driving drunk to the meetings. But that's just me. Even our governor here in Tennessee has authorized the deployment of the National Guard in Nashville. And there are speculations that some people are there to add to the havoc and not really there for George Floyd. So let me claim my truth. I'm going to put this out there. And I know it's controversial right now. I do not agree with violent protests yet. I understand the exasperation and exhaustion of being under attack as a race over and over again. And I know there's some type of psychology to rioting. I don't want to judge the response of others. It's hard to judge a response to horror. And I feel like we may be suffering from PTSD. And so as we continue this conversation, the conversation that's being had, not just across the country, but across the world, Jay, I'd like you to share your thoughts from the angle of a black man. And then Pam, your thoughts as a mother of four black sons with one of them being a police officer.
3: Well, I know for me, all of this has been emotionally exhausting because, you know, usually there is some sort of break, if you will, for lack of a better term, between events like this happening. But they've come so rapid fire one after the other. And as a black man, you know, and as the son of a black man and as an uncle to a three year old little black boy, I, I'm 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 really I'm really concerned. And I, I'm really fearful for the kind of society that my nephew will have to endure. Um, and even the kind of society that my dad and I both will have to endure for however long we are on this earth, simply because of who we are. Um, My dad posted on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. He was down in Houston, and uh, he was out walking around uh, my sister's apartment complex, and he had a really interesting encounter with a white man who pretty much followed him as he was walking around trying to get his daily exercise. And I immediately thought back to Ahmaud Arbery because it, this happened shortly after the media released everything that happened to Ahmad Arbery because, as we know, uh, he was killed back in February, but it didn't hit the media until here recently. So um, my father said that he, he was not going to be intimidated, but I was fearful for him. And, I'm just I'm just trying to process it all because even with George Floyd saying that he couldn't breathe, this harkens back to Eric Garner who was also a victim of police brutality, who lost his lives who lost his life at the hand of a police officer. And I I I I understand the outrage. I can't quite wrap my mind around the violent protests, around the looting. And I'm sure that those who are involved have their own reasons for doing it, but interestingly enough, from what I've seen with a lot of the reports, some of the looters, some of the people who are who are inciting the violence aren't people who look like me so mm-hmm. that's that's another interesting layer to this whole thing and I was thinking yesterday uh because I've seen a whole lot of posts on social media where people are uh where people are saying black lives matter and then you have people who are countering that with all lives matter. <sighs> that's cute and all but that's not what type of time we're on right now. Read the room. You know, we we've had at least three major incidents within a span of not even quite two months where black people have lost their lives senselessly. And so it's been emotionally exhausting and, and emotionally draining, and I, I just I'm still processing it. It's a, it's a day by day thing because every time I turn on the news, it, we're we're not even bombarded with as much COVID 19 news anymore. You turn on the news here recently, and all you see are protests. Uh, you I I, ha- I was watching CNN last night. And they interviewed George Floyd's brother, and it was heartbreaking just to hear the grief in his voice and the cries for justice for his
4: brother's life being lost. So. It is a
2: lot to process. It is.
4: It really is. And being the mother of four, four young black men, you don't, you know, you go through all these different, different emotions, you know, you know, you're parts racing your stomach and knots, something like that all the time when they leave because they have always had so much against them, you know. You have to worry about the cops, you have to worry about um other races. You have to worry about your own race sometimes taking you out. So and now with everything that's going on and me having a son that a cop, you know, I was telling him, I said, When you get off work, take your Uniform off, you know, and changing to your regular clothes, and I start thinking that's not going to make a difference because you're still a young black man. Mm-hmm. So you could still be taken out regardless of anything that's, you know, that you have on. It's not not going to matter. And so it's just, I don't know, it's just it's just hard for for everyone, you know. Even, you know, young black women are getting getting killed and. It's a lot, and then you have people that you expect to be on your side. You know, I had a situation on Facebook where this black man that I've been friends with for a long time, we both were on a post with a mutual friend, um, a white man, and he was making some racist comments. So I was calling him on, like, you can't really tell a black person how to feel or not to be angry because you never walked in our shoes. You don't know what it's like to grow up as a black person as a black man and so he kept going on and I'm thinking this black man would defend me but he didn't he's telling me Pam chill you know you're always angry you know and it gets like that you can't express yourself but they always see you as angry I'm just making points I'm not angry I'm just
2: well I am
4: yeah I'm I'm standing on what what I say but you shouldn't (laughs) have been telling me to chill now you should have been telling him because he got real real angry with me and at one point he said what's that I'm thinking like man, you know that's not what.
2: What? Well, okay, we'll put a pin in that. Like you said, we know that's not going to happen.
4: Too too much. You know, you're tired, you're angry, you feel helpless. But what can what can we really do? You know, I I get to the point now where you know you march and you make T-shirts and you do different things. But what can we do? To, I mean, we have to do something different that hasn't hasn't worked.
2: Well, if we look at history, we can look at some of the strategies of before and the marching, uh, the sit-in, and those types of things. And some would argue that they worked, but it took a long time. And then once you stop, obviously, we're right back in the same place. So
4: mm-hmm.
2: I, I, know, I know we're better off, you know, as a people. In in a lot of instances, I know we are, but we have a long way to go. And I think what I heard both of you say, what I've said, what I've seen many others say is we are tired. Yes. Like, Jay, you mentioned the emotional exhaustion. I can't describe that to people who aren't in our shoes. I can't describe what it's like to be afraid every day. To be afraid every day for my son. That level of angst is almost crippling, and it's so distracting. But here we are. And again, I understand you can't really judge how people respond. It's all over the world. I even saw protests going on in London. This may be one of the most unifying events around a cause that I've seen. People of all races, gender, ages, religions have come together to say enough is enough. And then there are people, they don't know what to do. And Mm -hmm. I get that, you know. Pam, i got to hit back on this about your son being an officer and people taking their anger out on officers. We know that all cops are not bad. We know that. I'm not willing to throw away the good cops. Because there are some. I think it's a case of bad apples. And you know what happens with that bad apple. They make up other apples bad. And I think it's a culture definitely within the police department. And I personally think that there needs to be more work on the front end.
4: But
2: maybe they need to interview people that they're with, check social media accounts, look at organizations they participated in. I'm not sure because I don't know the full process, but it seems like, it needs to happen before they get on the force
4: now they do have a pretty intense background you know they they check you know they do check social media and they do psychological tests but they need to i think they need to do them periodically you know go mm-hmm. back and get go back and check because some people may you know delete everything until they get on some people actually do delete everything to their own you know they need to check them periodically, maybe every six months, just to do, do a check.
2: Do they check references like people that would know about their character or involvement?
4: Yeah, they check all that. They went back, like, back to elementary school interviewing, talking to people. Oh, okay. That's like, interesting. Just, it's really thorough. It's pretty long too. I was thinking like, what is this they gonna be over with? What are they doing
2: now? Right. So, I know we have areas, rural areas, um, areas outside of the major urban, you know, uh communities. Uh-huh. And in those areas, people may apply to be a police officer, which is fine. Their exposure to diversity is limited to none. Well, we have to talk before we leave about Christian Cooper, who fortunately didn't lose his life. As he was bird watching in Central Park when Amy Cooper, no relation, mm-hmm. called the police on him after he asked her to keep her dog on a leash in the park and there were signs clearly stating that the dogs were supposed to be on a leash. When she called the police, she said that a black man was threatening her life. She could have got him killed. Because if I call the police and say someone's threatening my life, I expect the police to come aggressively. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so the consequences for Karen, I mean, Amy, Lord, Uh, (laughs) forgive me, Amy, were that her dog was taken from her. She was terminated from her employer, Franklin Templeton, which is an investment firm. They're calling on the mayor to issue a lifetime ban on her coming to Central Park. She's being investigated by the Commission on Human Rights, and she could face criminal charges. So hopefully, this will deter the next person from doing what she did. And we may not be able to eliminate it, but if we can cut it down, we've made some progress.
3: Indeed, and I mean the level of ignorance that she ex- exhibited was just shocking to me because the man made a reasonable request that wasn't anything random when you go to most public parks there are signs asking you to keep your pets on a leash so he was simply doing what i would think any sensible person could possibly do cuz i mean i don't know yeah it was a reasonable, reasonable-
2: Right, it was a reasonable request and what I, under, and from what I understand, bird watchers are really serious about their area or that activity when they're doing that and they're trying to bird watch and evidently unleashed dogs disturb that. Right.
4: You know, I mean, they're just using anything to call the police now and she really could have got him hurt or killed. Right.
2: And so in just a few minutes of her letting her biases and what she thought was going to be a way to, I don't know if she wanted some type of um, consequence for him speaking with her. God worked it out. Karma came to visit her and came quickly because, as I was reading this list of consequences for her, I mean dog gone job gone, can go to the park, may go to jail,
4: he lost a dog, and the dog's name was Henry by the way
2: oh well Henry
4: some of her, her ex dog walkers um gave that information,
2: oh okay, well, Henry's gone on to uh I think it's an organization for whatever type of dog he is. Henry's in good hands, so I don't want people to be worried about Henry, but we have to worry about this. African American Harvard graduate and I believe he's a biomedical editor for uh some type of journal or research.
3: Right. He's but he seems to be, you know, very intelligent. He's clearly very articulate, so
2: we can see how quickly a situation can go bad. Don't wanna end on a low note, so let me bring it back up <laughs> and just uh again thank the two of you for being on the show for five years and I want you to think about next week for next week some of your favorite stories your favorite segments or your favorite moments on Talking With T. and let's go down memory lane. I know one thing I have a couple of stories that I will never forget. Shows that really just make me LOL Oh my goodness The Miracle Water People selling pictures of heaven. (laughs) And Jay has thrown so much shade. I thought I was going to need a jacket because. Oh, Jay, let's not, let's not. I get my jacket out each week in case a little chill comes from the shade that you throw. That's okay. Let me dig through the archives. I'm going to find some of them.
3: Well, listeners, all I got to say is, y'all should hear the stuff that doesn't make the show. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, wee.
2: That's my cue to say that's it for this (laughs) bit. And I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to
1: say next week.
4: And I can't wait to tell it.
3: And, you know, I'm going to say it.
1: Well, once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithTea.com, share some stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and join our Facebook group, The Tea Room. Stay on top of things by subscribing to Talking with T Daily, our online scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking
0: about. Thank you for tuning in to Talking with T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking with T. And you can listen to the show 24 7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now, on that note, T will end with a quote
1: Where justice is denied, where poverty is enforced. Where ignorance prevails and where any one class is made to feel that society is an organized conspiracy to oppress, rob, and degrade them, neither persons nor property will be safe. Frederick Douglass. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.